Hey, it's Matt Robeson, Beyond Politics, available wherever you get your podcasts. We just did a quick recording here, me and Cliff Schechter, who's my partner on the Blue Amp channel on YouTube. He's a Democratic political strategist. I'm obviously a former congressional staffer. And we got into a conversation on the phone this morning about what's going on in the House. We have Kevin McCarthy maneuvering to try to save his speakership. Matt Gates has uh, said that he is going to file a motion to vacate. I don't know that I 100% believe what Matt Gates is saying, but that's, this is what he's saying, meaning he's going to try and push to remove Kevin McCarthy from the speakership after the weekend deal for a continuing resolution that's keeping the government funded. And there are a lot of phone calls going on back and forth right now. Democrats are trying to figure out, can they cut a deal here to gain themselves even more power to get some of the concessions that they want to get rid of this impeachment inquiry? I'm sure the White House has got a hand in what's going on here. And of course, Republicans are scrambling to figure out, does Gates have the votes to actually remove Kevin McCarthy? And is there an alternative? If they do manage to get rid of him, is there someone they could bring forward? Cliff and I decided, let's just capture where we're at right now. We'll obviously have much more on this as the week unfolds. I'm going to get on the phone myself, figure out if I can, what's going on, what's likely to happen here. But I just wanted to bring you this quick conversation. Cliff brought up some really interesting points about there are different ways Democrats could go with this. And I wanted to bring up the fact that there are different tensions within the Democratic Party about where do they want to go with this? How can they get the best deal? What does the best outcome look like for them? So with that, here we go. All right, we're recording 9, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Matt Robeson, Beyond Politics. Got Cliff Schechter, my Blue Amp channel partner here with me. We were just getting into a conversation offline about what's going to go down now in the aftermath of Kevin McCarthy pulling a, a rabbit out of his hat, pulling something out of his ass, preventing a government shutdown. more appropriate. Uh, yes, but now he's incurred the wrath of Matt Gates. Ooh, scary. And Matt Gates has promised to... Part of the deal that put McCarthy in power in the first place was only one member. That's all it takes to have a motion to vacate, which would remove Kevin McCarthy from the chair. So he does a motion to vacate. What does that mean? Let's lay it out for people. Do other people have to have a vote? Like what happens when he does that? Uh, literally, this is a little new, but procedurally what happens is you file the motion to vacate and then Kevin McCarthy can come with a motion to table, meaning it's like you're playing a game of cards and Jeez. you play a trump card over the top of that. And, and he has 48 hours to do that. Over the top of the whole thing. But and then there is a then there is a vote on that. And that my my understanding is that then becomes essentially a test vote. Do you have a majority to table or not? And then you proceed to, it's a lot of procedural stuff. And so what this all comes down to is this, and this is why I wanted to get the conversation to our listeners that you and I were starting to have offline. This is a lot of three-dimensional chess going on. In order to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker, you need five Republican votes. That's all you need because that's the Republican margin. And the best reporting available- five now? Didn't somebody retire? I feel like it's four at this point, but I can't- it's, be... it's five, it was, temp you're right. It was temporarily four because there was a special election in Utah because there was a member who got sick. Anyways, but that, okay, that special five. election has happened. Okay. So we're up to five. And the best reporting available right now from our former guest on this show, Rachel Bade at Politico, is up to the minute is Freedom Caucus members think they have 12. And there are enough public statements at this point that makes it seem like Gates could do this. And then, so the question from a Republican standpoint is, okay, 
then what? Who are you? You don't want to replace something with nothing because yeah, that's a prescription thing, for chaos. If you don't mind me, joking, go. That's never a question for Republicans. That's the problem. It's because funny. they're chaos muppets. Joke, but it's a but it's a serious point too. Again, you had one of your earlier, or somebody had had made the uh, reference to. I think it was Jamie Raskin just wanting to see the world burn, the Joker reference. I always use that reference. Sorry, my phone going off. I use another reference all the time from the movie Wyatt Earp, or Tombstone, sorry, where he's, what is wrong with a man like him? You know, what, what makes him hate so much? The, the, the Michael Bean character, what's his name again? And he's just, he hates the world. And he's like, why? And his answer is, for being born. I feel like that always describes they hate themselves, they hate the world, they feel slighted by everything. It's at this point become a collection. They've done so much resentment politics that it's become a collection of just resentments and anger. There's not an agenda there. There's some sort of policy bits here and there. Let's put up a wall. None that are based on really helping anything. They're based more on like giving the middle finger to various groups of people. That's true. And also, it may not be that much of a problem at the end of the day because the majority whip who's a deputy under McCarthy, Tom Emmer, has consistently done the politics thing, which is, I know I'm not disloyal. I'm not trying to right. have be in on the coup and overthrow the king. But once they overthrow the king, or would but be like, well, now that it's available. That I, yeah, and maybe he'll jump in. But my point is, in, they may see him as tainted in his, by association. The point is, Lauren Boebert, McCarthy, Higgins, like this group of people, all, you know, all of whom have if you want to look into their past, violence, run-ins with the cops, and these are not normal, regular human beings. They are, they, they are anti-social disorder personality types who've been drawn to the Republican Party for what it is. My point to you is they don't have to, they don't ever have an end game. They don't, they can throw McCarthy out with absolutely no idea what's on the other side because that's the way, that's what crazy far-right revolutionaries do. They don't care. So to me, that creates the you're, you're right about that. My point is just, just I think they on. don't I don't think they need to worry about that because once they get rid of McCarthy, people will start to throw their hat in the ring and they're probably confident that someone will emerge. So probably it's just whether it's somebody they're willing to support. I mean, is, is the question. And already Don Bacon, who seems to be the spokesman for that more, I won't use the words of the press, but the moderates, because they're not completely insane and didn't try to overthrow the election. For the center-right and conservatives who aren't MAGA nuts, and there's a coalition of about 30 to 40 of them, he's spoken out and he's said already, he made it clear with that first vote with McCarthy that they're all behind McCarthy, but if it's not McCarthy, he's not voting for somebody from the Freedom Caucus. And if he has to work with Democrats to get the right person in there, he will. All right, so, so that leads us to that leads us to the question of the hour and the real reason I think we wanted to jump on and do this. So you and I were laying out and all the reporters are working the phones right now. We don't know what's going to happen here, but if McCarthy is going to survive, he's probably going to need the Democrats to step in and do this. Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrats leader, has played his cards very close to the vest. Not a, sure a which way he's going. Last with this. night, but an influential Democrat, which is very important here, AOC, who's very influential obviously went on she was on i believe it's msnbc was talking and she said if that motion is filed she will vote to vacate so she's not going to sit there and help mccarthy and then when she stopped for a second and she said here's the thing she's i never could see myself voting for a republican but i will always vote for what's best for the democratic party and our constituents or something like that so she's if they are willing to make enough of a deal if they think democrats are just going to save mccarthy if he thinks we're going to save him for the sake of saving him no He's got to be willing to make concessions. So that's where all of that comes in, which is now basically by doing what he does, by being the destructive agent he is, Gates and his buddies, they're throwing the ball into the Democrats' court of 
what would you like? How would you like this to turn out? Because they can't, with Bacon and those guys refusing to vote for unless they cave, which I guess could happen. He seemed pretty pissed about what was going on, what they were doing to McCarthy, his buddy. Unless they cave, there's nobody the Republicans can elect. The Freedom Caucus will go against any McCarthyite, and any of the Bacon McCarthy people are going to vote against a Freedom Caucus person. So unless somebody caves, which again could happen, they caved in the 15th vote last time, then the Democrats have power. And I think that's where my theory of you either get McCarthy to make major concessions about votes he will hold that he does not want to hold, about ending the impeachment inquiry and those kinds of things, or you go and you find one of the half dozen or dozen in, in, in district who's actually been in sort of, le who's a leader type like Brian Fitzpatrick in the suburbs of Philly, and you say, want to be speaker? We can get All right, you. Let's game, this, let's game that out. Okay. Yeah. So when you and I were talking right before we jumped on the air, those are the two paths, right? Democrats, and I don't expect them to, if, if they're smart, I don't expect them to leak which direction they're going because they could poison the well. Let's right. say they say, oh, we're going to do a deal with McCarthy. Then Gates could just say, well, you know what? Forget it with the motion to vacate because even he is not so unintelligent as to, I'm using a lot of negatives here. He is smart enough to realize that would be, as you just said, handing Democrats an immense amount of power. So they're going to keep this quiet, I anticipate. There are two ways the Democrats can go here. Do a deal with McCarthy, do a deal with someone else. You were making the case to me that, let's call it the Fitzpatrick plan, that they should make a deal with someone else. What are you seeing? I'm actually making the case that they maybe go to McCarthy first, and if he's not willing to deal and say, look, dude, hope you had fun. Hope this is everything you ever dreamt of. 15 votes to get there, the most since the Civil War. You've, been, you've accomplished nothing. You've been hated by all sides. Do you want two more years as speaker? You'll probably get primaried in your conservative district and be done. Trump will hate you. But if you want two more years as speaker and you want to actually get some things done that you can leave and go to your lobbying firm and brag about, here you go. Here's some things that we can get done together that are in the middle of the spectrum, that are the kinds of things that both sides can support. But for that, you also are going to have to stop doing all this stupid shit. All right. No more. Right now, we're agreeing. Government shutdowns off the table for the future. Debt ceiling off the table for the future. Any impeachment inquiry into Biden is off the table for the future. We have the ability to make demands, and we should. Now, he says no. That's where my Fitzpatrick plan comes in. You got a couple other guys there. So you're saying that you're saying go for the other guys as a backup, like you use that as we've got alternatives. They all want to be speaker. Deep down, there's so many of them that want that power. And can you imagine if you're Fitzpatrick and you could actually govern in a way that you had a coalition that wasn't completely fucking insane? If you had that 30 or so Republicans in the House that weren't just going to threaten to kick you out every other day, maybe even up to 40 of them, there's 18 Biden districts, there's another a bunch of other swing districts where folks, yes, they may get primaried from the right, but it might help some of them. To be quite honest with you, they could run as more moderate and, and maybe win. And so a Fitzpatrick type. And then you bring along, you might not get a few on the far left of the Democratic caucus. You might get a few others who don't do it for whatever reason. But you could probably bring along 80% plus of the Democratic caucus. And if you do that, you bring your 30 to 40 Republicans, you would actually have a governing coalition from the center right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Matt. You may have heard my recent guest, Matt McNeil, an outstanding progressive radio host out of Minnesota. And you might be thinking, I wish there were a show like that where I live. You can listen to The Matt McNeil Show, streamed live every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. on AM 950 KTNF, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Or you can get the podcast of The Matt McNeil Show wherever you get your podcasts. 
here's my case for why I think this is complicated. All right. And one of the things we started talking about is don't think that Democrats are a unitary faction here. There are different interests and agenda agendas at play. So from the White House perspective, I think their number one thing is they want calm. They want functionality because we just did a show on this last week where we were talking to the navigator pollsters and they were laying out from their focus grouping and their polling voters. They just hear noise. Well, I'm looking on Google Trends right now, even though this is the hottest political topic in America right now, besides maybe the appointment of a new senator from California. This is the hottest More political than Taylor Swift and Ryan Reynolds. And well, it's Jack the most important one. <laughs> OK. Night. Point taken. It is and the, the most Jets important finding a way to lose yet another game they could have won. That is the least of that is what you call it. So I don't really care, but it was funny. That's yeah. The Jets losing is what's called a dog bites man story. It's yeah, no it's kidding. What's it's what's called what happens every week. Since right, exactly. Yeah. And and even though this is the most important political story in America, I don't think that this is something that the public is really coming around to right now. What Biden wants is calm functionality. He wants voters going into the 2024 election, just thinking good thoughts, like morning in America. things are working. Well, and he I mean, just- Honestly, I would rerun the morning in America camp. That's a whole nother thing, but you want things to look good, everybody's- I'm Sure, but yeah. what he doesn't want is what voters, what voters will react negatively to is the feeling of chaos, dysfunction, doesn't matter whose fault it is. Well, so the that's their interest. That as we've discussed. So, so that's the number one thing. Number two, is they want to get rid of this impeachment inquiry. It is a gigantic pain and it is a very personal and painful thing for the president of the United States. So that has got to be done. Now, that is, those are the important things from the White House standpoint. From the House Dems standpoint, it's a little more complicated. One of the concessions that they probably want is they want a more even distribution of allotments on committee slots. Sure. That seems that seems like a, a way down in the well, weeds thing. That would seem like they, one of the most basic demands of a power sharing agreement. They want a power sharing agreement. They want more power. Um, that was the actual term that AOC used. We would discuss a power sharing agreement. And this is also where you have to think about this from the standpoint of the House Dems political arm, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. I think they are better served and Democrats are probably better served to have Kevin McCarthy to kick around. You have a replacement guy. You have a Brian Fitzgerald or you have a Tom Emmer Patrick, becoming Speaker stop, of the House. Stop with your anti-Irish bigotry. Oh, Pitts. Patrick. Sorry. You know what? Seriously, from Philly suburbs, there have been several Fitzpatricks and there have been Democratic Fitzpatricks and Republican Fitzpatricks. It's, Great it's ballot extremely... name in the Philly area. So anyway, you want, in the same way that Republicans for years ran against Nancy Pelosi as the boogeyman, you want Kevin McCarthy to run against. You're actually better off politically if you've got him with the concessions than I think going to your backup plan. So there may be some shared interests here, but there is a little bit of a division between what the Let White House wants and what House Dems want. I largely agree. I'll say one last thing, because we always run longer than we say we're going to. And I think we're, we're getting to that point. I could talk about this forever, but I think giving my summary, I agree with you 100% on the House. Absolutely. I think they probably feel like they are better served by just the absolute burn it down chaos inanity on the other side to be like, do you want that to continue to control the House? Or would you like this? But one area I'm not sure I agree with you, and again, I think a lot of this is more made more difficult by the failure of our media to differentiate between who the dumb friend, who normal people are, the failure of Democrats. It's getting better. We've had a lot of stuff from our friends, Mr. Fetterman and Swalwell and Mrs. 
Jasmine Crockett and others kicking Republican ass lately. Jamie Raskin, we're getting better at this stuff, but it should be every day. We should be doing that in, in a much more aggressive way. I get that the people may not be able to tell the difference, but I do think Biden won last time on the dysfunction and insanity of the other saying I'm normal. And there's a risk that both sides get blamed for what's going on in the House. But there's also the possibility that what's going on in the House, as many Democrats have begun to do, gets tied to Donald Trump because he's running the whole thing. He's like the marionette. They're his puppets. The puppet master, yeah. This is all Donald Trump's doing. They're all, a number of Democrats have said that on the floor. He's running this whole thing. This is his chaos. You absolutely need Joe Biden in case this group of lunatics hold on to the house so oh, i see your point so what you're so, arguing is they don't need kevin mccarthy as a boogeyman they've already got donald trump as a boogeyman so they're better off with the functional model of a replacement to kevin mccarthy because that goes with the calm functionality that's better for biden's theme and it's better for i'm kind of saying that it could go either way with biden calm could be better or being able to tie mccarthy in the house to trump it's tougher to figure out whereas i agree with you 100 percent mm. on the house for the House, the best thing possible. They want Republicans running things. And that is all I have to say on this subject. All right, give me the quick odds. Odds that Kevin McCarthy will be Speaker of the House in two weeks. I'm going to go with 33%. Odds that, oh, and since- I think so there's a large choice. I think there's a large chance, though, it'll end up being like an inanimate object or like Kid Rock or something. So just so you know- Iron Rod. That's a yeah. Simpsons thing. Inanimate, yeah. right, iron rod. Yeah. So you're saying, what you're saying is that ultimately, because McCarthy is only speaker, we think, if he does a deal with the Dems, and you're saying, so you're saying no deal with the Dems. I think there's a good chance there could be no speaker in two weeks, is what I'm saying. There's going to be a speaker. But, oh, you're saying in two weeks there will be no speaker. Eventually I'm not saying like none ever, but that there's going to be a right. protracted war where all sides are fighting and Democrats. But I, I, I think it's less likely. I think it's much less likely McCarthy will do the right thing. I think he's too scared of Donald Trump. He's too much of a coward. And so I think he will, even though Gates hates him, he won't be smart enough to take the deal. And I think somebody else will end up stepping forward. And I, don't, I threw out Fitzpatrick. I don't know who it is. Could be Don Bacon, I mentioned before. I'm not sure who it'll be that's palatable to enough Republicans and they can get enough Democratic votes, even if the Freedom Caucus. But I, 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 very, I think actually we're in a likely situation where not necessarily there's power sharing, but where Democrats get some concessions to get in somebody else besides McCarthy. All right, let's leave it there. We'll much more on this topic throughout the week on Blue Amp and on Beyond Politics. All right, later, man. See you later, bud.